Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Six pounds, no. wherever you are welcome to another episode of sheologians we are here today to put the she in re-established oh another real one another real one i can do things I mean, they're all real they're but the, they're that's all, a real you word really say all of them <laughs> I, I discovered that if you just find a word that ends in sh but then also like it's past tense so there's an ed uh-huh. then you have a she in it yeah always <laughs> and I could have gone with established, but reestablished is a better word. It's not a better word. It's just a different. Anyway, hi, my name is <laughs> Summer. It's better because it's longer. <laughs> and we're reestablishing things today. Yeah. Okay. Hi, my name is Summer. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And Joy, I want to know what, in your estimation, is one of if not the most complimentary thing Matthew has ever said about you. Oh, The wow. thing that you remember because you felt so complimented by it. <laughs> and I know that's random, um, but I just was walking around the studio and I thought, I wonder how question. she would answer this question. Do I randomly wonder these things about other people? No. Gosh. Just you. Do you have an answer to this question? Not with Matthew, but with Eric? Yeah. Okay. You tell me, and maybe that'll help me, like, think okay. about things the way I'm supposed to. Sure. I just say that because I'm having a hard time. Okay. You introduce me thinking. and ask me the question. <laughs> um, you're right. <laughs> that way everything will be kosher. Well, now I'm like, there's a lot, kind of a lot of pressure. No, no what pressure. What if I say the wrong thing? Then you can, Matthew's you can amend it. This and then he'll be like, that wasn't even. You can amend it, and then the next episode, just fix it. It's fine. We'll just. This is how we'll just start the show from now on. Okay. This I'll is ask. how Matthew and Eric complimented <laughs> us this week, and we don't even have we to write even compliments have to for each other. Come up with compliments. They have to. <laughs> Yes, this is a great deal. <laughs> they did not agree to this. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And Summer, I yeah. have a question for you. Oh, do you? Mm. Yes. Mm. What was the question you asked me? Um, what was the best? Most complimentary. The most complimentary, th- yeah. complimentary mm-hmm. thing that Eric has ever said to I you. I don't know what the most complimentary thing is, but... Okay. The thing that I helps me answer because now I know I can say that too. Yeah, the thing that one of the nicest things that like I bookmarked when he said it, I was like, oh, I like that about our relationship. Was I asked him? I was like, why do you love me anyway? <laughs> I have also asked that question to Matthew, <laughs> and then he listed all these things. I don't remember what any of them were except. <laughs> That he said that he loves the way that I see the world. 
You know, it's kind of funny because that's something that Matthew says about me all the time. Yeah. Like, I see things in a really weird way. Uh-huh. Um, But he likes that. Yeah. I guess ours are the same yeah. thing. And that just really stuck with me. I was like, okay, I honestly don't know what else he said <laughs> because that one, <laughs> like, stuck out to me. And also... My brain doesn't work like it used to. <laughs> no. I, but like that's one of those, you know, yeah, we we like remember things mm-hmm. kind of randomly. Mm-hmm. Our brain like fires and we remember stuff like that. But like mm-hmm. under duress, that why was I going there? Because I'm not under duress, but. A little bit of duress. I think <laughs> perhaps thinking sm- feels like duress. <laughs> Currently, <laughs> when you're <for> old, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, uh-huh. there's this thing when Matthew's told me this multiple times, but so like I don't know if you ever noticed that when there's a slight breeze kind of going through an area, uh-huh. like all the all the plants, yeah, kind of like trees have more of like a sway Uh but then when it comes to like little bushes yeah they kind of like wiggle yeah and what i like to pretend is that they're like excited (laughs) that you're there (laughs) like they're like oh (laughs) (laughs) and matthew i remember him specifically when i told him that i remember him being like wow that's a really just like a great weird way like window <laughs> into how your brain works yes it is that doesn't if that doesn't surprise me at all i could pick that out of a lineup of weird thoughts and be like that's joy's weird thought yeah. i know that that one is and joy's. i want you guys to think about it too the next time you see it just pretend like they're like oh my gosh she's coming <laughs> i'm never gonna be able to unsee that yeah i will yep. never unsee mm-hmm. it but it's pleasant you. and you really yeah. are It'll improve your day. It is. It is pleasant. Um, another thing that's pleasant um, is all the voicemail you, voicemails you guys have been leaving. They've just been so amazing. And so I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you guys for your voicemails because. And the encouragement. Just wow. Just really great. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes all the negative yeah. stuff is kind of what clouds. There's always negative well, it stuff. it's like a lot of the. Attention. attention right because people love that but i just really i just can't tell you guys enough if you want to leave us a voicemail no matter if it's not if it's critique that's fine too just so you know wait that's fine you don't have to leave a glowing voicemail but i've never we have never asked for glowing voicemails but you guys leave them so thank you yeah. and if you have a fun accent also please call um tell me whatever i don't care tell me how your day is it's fine <laughs> i love the accent preferably like their actual accent um, and not just like one they do really well <laughs> i have one of those i feel like we're gonna get a lot of like of george bush's Sam- calling in samuel say called in and left one with the thickest accent that he used to have i think he said he doesn't have it anymore but he was just playing it up for the voicemail line and that was it was amazing i went to a uh, went to school with a kid who was from new zealand oh fun. and but he spoke with an American no accent, accent. Mm. and it was because he didn't want anyone to know he had like had an accent because mm-hmm. he just wanted to be mm-hmm. a normal American kid right and then one day we all found out and it was just weird it was weird yeah well whatever and you can call us and say whatever our voicemail number is 404 <laughs> wait 
I almost gave you my phone number. <laughs> 470-465-0475. That is our voicemail line. <laughs> and I need more caffeine. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, and then hit us up at patreon.com slash theologians. We are a 100% listener-funded show um, because, you know, I just don't think we're ever going to have sponsorships. <laughs> no. And, and I want you guys to know that we're okay with that. Yeah. I think part of the, like the part of that reason is just that when you have sponsorships, then the people who sponsor you feel like, I mean, you in a way become a bit of a spokesperson for them. And it's like a sign of agreement. And I think that that would affect how free we are to say what we want to say. Well, yeah. And sometimes people just don't like their brand associated. Uh, like, right. I don't think, I honestly don't think we're that controversial. <laughs> um, I know. It, yeah. That may come as a surprise. We're yeah. not intentionally. I don't think we are. Doing that. Um, no. But because some of our stuff tends to find our names seem to find their way into controversy uh-huh. brands don't like to be right like audible doesn't want to be associated right. with like drama on the internet <laughs> they just don't right. care and so we really are 100 funded by people who are just believe in what we're doing and what we're saying and so if you hit us up on patreon.com slash theologians for six bucks a month you can partner with us as well and we um release our episodes early there uh, whenever we can and we have some patreon only videos and that is all of our housekeeping items i think but like i said i need more caffeine so i might have missed something anyway joy yes i was thinking the other day about this topic mm-hmm. um as you guys know we have been talking about um we we are interested in philosophy um not necessarily because we are students of philosophy. I think I took a couple philosophy courses to satisfy some prereqs in college. Yeah. Um, but I think that as I'm kind of looking around and I'm getting involved in discussions and, and the more the more people I run into, the more conversations I have, a lot of times I'll be deep into a discussion and I'll realize that the reason this discussion is going the way that it's going is that we don't even agree on humanity. Like we don't even agree on the state of humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was thinking, why don't we chat about the doctrine of man, about anthropology? What do we believe about humanity? Because uh, a lot of times if you're just listening to people in conversation, or even if you just see how people interact, what you'll end up seeing is a different view. Uh, these people disagreeing on things and speaking past each other because they don't even agree on who we are as humans. Right. So um, one of the ways I've been seeing that lately is obviously through the discussion about critical race theory and intersectionality. Um, but ultimately, I think if you don't have a solid doctrine of man, if you don't believe that man is a created being made in the image of God that's fallen, if, if you don't, agree on what sin is on what constitutes sin if you don't agree on these things then you're going if you don't have a solid doctrine of sin and of man that is going to lead to a faulty doctrine of uh christ and salvation Mm -hmm. because um what did christ have to save us from well 
our answer would be from sin. Like he had to save us from our sin, our the wrath that was coming to us. Um, but also, you know, the word became flesh. So Christ took on a human body and became a man. Um, so if you don't have a proper theology of what all of these things are, we're going to end up having difficulty discussing uh, more complex issues yeah. that are facing they us today. They tend to be a package deal. It's a package deal. And you'll start to see either your your fr- your final product will look very inconsistent mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, or it will be consistent. Right. And of course, I mean, obviously, ha- I guess maybe we can just start with just as a very foundational moment. Um, on this show, what are we using to determine what we know about man? The Bible. Okay. <laughs> yes. We're using scripture. So, I mean, again, you know, if you're right. tired of hearing us talk about how that should be right there our at primary the primary <laughs> yeah. foundation of all of our life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I would say probably, well, it's the biggest moment uh it's the it's the biggest misstep that will lead to an incorrect anthropology of man that's right um or an incorrect view of sin that's or right. it's it's right there right like if if someone doesn't if someone uh it sounds a little obvious but if someone doesn't have a biblical view of sin it's because they're getting their view of sin from somewhere that's not the bible right um even though Right. That that's where I mean it's like your the explanation of what it is is in the but like sin just even that term doesn't exist right without the Bible. Right. So how we're even getting to use some of the phrases and terms we use right is a little confusing. But anyway, right. I'm not gonna deviate so, too much from the main topic. Right. Well and then, then we would also say that there's no neutrality so yeah if you it's not a little thing to say well you know my friend and I can agree on a lot regarding man even though I believe in the bible and he he doesn't well yeah there's probably a lot you can agree on however right. <laughs> you have to realize that we are created beings um I think I've heard Tom Askell say the most controversial verse in all of the bible is Genesis 1 1 in the beginning, God, yeah. God created. Um, and that is the foundation of our faith is that God is the creator. He is the creator father. He is our father and we are his creatures. Um, if you don't start there, if you immediately throw out God's creation of us, um, yeah, we're going to have a lot of different uh, outcomes <laughs> of that. Um, so the first thing Um, in the 1689, which is the confession that we hold to, um, as far as the doctrine of man goes, is the fact that God created humanity upright and perfect. Um, we were sinless. Adam and Eve, Mm -hmm. they, there was a time in their life where they had not yet sinned. Um, and God gave them, uh, a law. He gave them his commandments, which was do not eat of this tree. You can eat of everything else. You will not eat of this tree. Um, And they would have lived forever um, if they had not eaten of the tree. Um, And they were told, you know, 
eat of the tree and there's a threat of death yeah. um, if they broke the law. And uh, we don't know how long, but it wasn't for it wasn't very long before <laughs> um, Satan seduced Eve. Mm-hmm. Eve seduced Adam. Adam ate of the fruit and um, we fell. So sin and death entered the world. God kept his promise um, that, you know, he, he didn't just threaten it. I mean, it was a threat. It like was a he, covenant. It was a covenant. It was a yeah. promise. He said, um, do this, this, do right. this, this. Right. And that's what happened. Right. So we all fell through Adam. He was our federal head. Um, he represented all of us. And so through Adam, sin entered the world. And now we are all born in sin. Um, that means that before we take a breath, <laughs> we were sinners. Yep. That is our state. That is the state um, that we were in. And so the corrupt nature of Adam and Eve is passed on to all of us. Like that's just all there is to it. We are born as children of wrath, um, servants of sin, partakers of death, um, unless, unless Christ sets us free. And so that is, um, that is a big separation between us and the world, right? I mean, a lot of the world would say we're born, uh, tabula rasa, we're blank slates, Mm -hmm. like we're born and then the world corrupts us. Yeah. And we don't believe that at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> and then some people, they do honestly believe that you're born closer to God because you have like, mm-hmm. there's a, mm-hmm. there's a simplicity to your understanding and, and things like childlike faith. They'll reference things in the Bible. Um, and they'll say that when you're born, you're like less sinful and then corrupted over time. Right. And then there's some people that just believe that, um, people are good, right? And given the opportunity, they'll do the right thing. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I'm sorry that I laughed at that. No, I mean um, you can laugh a little. I think it's. Uh, it, <laughs> I get it. I used to believe that. Okay. But um, mm-hmm. it it's a thing that I think it makes sense to some of us. Mm-hmm. That and we'd like to have an optimistic view, mm-hmm. and there's plenty of people that do, that are capable of good things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you were to look around, um, and not reference the Bible and just use your mm-hmm. philosophical upbringing that you may not even mm-hmm. want to uh, acknowledge you mm-hmm. were raised with, <laughs> right? Um, to determine what people are kind of like, especially. I mean, when you live in the United States, when you live in a very uh, developed, fortunate, blessed country, mm-hmm. it can be kind of easy to look around and be like, oh, I've never been robbed. Like, I have right. kind of a good job or, right. you know, like it can be kind of easy to look around and and say that people are mostly good. Sure. And isn't it a shame when people don't make the right <laughs> decision? Right. right. Well, Paul wrote in Romans 8, 7, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Right. It cannot. So (laughs) our 
belief that scripture teaches is that we are born, um, we're born as slaves to sin and that mm-hmm. um, our will is o- bent only towards rebellion. Um, right. So if you read, you know, um, like I just read Romans 8, 7, there's also Colossians 1, 21, Matthew 15, 19, James 1, 14. These all talk about the fact that all all of our sins come from the fact that we are born in this sinning state right um and so it, it and it is sin um it's not it's not neutral like it's not oh well you know you're young you didn't know what you're doing or whatever it's like no we are we're born rebels right um, i do think it's important um like given that we're sort of on the point of um man is sinful mm-hmm. um something that i had written down a point that I had written down is that uh, man is made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. So I think before people hear this and they just assume mm-hmm. that humans are like God's poor design that went wrong mm-hmm. with no value. Like there, it is important to mention that uh, there's a reason why it matters. Mm-hmm. We're made in the image of God. Um, there's also, that could be your explanation um, as to why, uh, well, obviously a little bit different, but God's raw, raw law written on our hearts <laughs> could also be the reason why you think that people are mostly good. Um, that's obviously just, they're not mostly good. We've already established. Um, but I do think it's important to say that, uh, um, in Genesis one, what is it? 26. Six. Through 28-ish talks about us being made in the image of God mm-hmm. um, and so we are set apart from the rest of his creation. other creation yeah for sure so um, our when one animal eats another animal mm-hmm. um, not that's not the same as right Gosh, well, a human eating another human, but <laughs> kind of what I meant by weird, that was fast. killing, was murdering another human being. Right. Um, well, and that, there's my point in and of itself. Right. I, I don't call it an animal murdering another animal. Right. Even in <laughs> even eating. in discussing, you can't yeah. really align the two. Yeah. Right. So we are different. I think it is important to consider when you're talking about who is man. It is important to note that man is not an animal. Right. Um, and he's also not God. Right. He's not um, capable of good. Right. Outside of, I mean, you get what I'm saying. Regeneration. Yes. yes. Outside of regeneration. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, we believe in common grace. We believe that all, all of us are born with a conscience. We know that God exists. Romans 1 tells us this. We all know that God exists. Um and we do believe that God, there is a, God uses a restraining hand um, and that if all of us were allowed to act as evilly as we want to, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I think the world would have been yes, bombed already. <laughs> it would be yeah. gone. Um, but God has purposes and what he's doing with creation. And um, so when we fell into sin through Adam, we lost... Uh, we lost all ability to choose spirit, like the kind of spiritual good that accompanies salvation. Right. So people in their natural fallen state are opposed 
to spiritual good. They are dead in their sin and we cannot save ourselves um, at all. That is why Christ had to come. <laughs> um, we don't, you know, no one chooses good, not one. Um, Paul repeats that um, in Romans 2. And so when, but when God does convert sinners, then we do become free from our bondage to sin. And through him, he enables us to will and to do freely what is spiritually good. So it's that heart of stone that we're born with becoming a heart of flesh through God's work, through what he does in us. Um, and we'll never do it perfectly in this life because there is remaining sin. Mm -hmm. um, again, just go read the book of Romans. Um, and we will not exclusively will to always do good. <laughs> um, but we, all, we won't always also be willing what is evil. Um, again, just go read Romans. <laughs> yeah. um, once we're in glory, <laughs> then we will be free completely right. from the remaining sin. Um, Ephesians 4. Anyway, um, why is all of this important? It's important, I think, because a lot of times we really do. We, If we don't understand our the corruption that we're born with and the work that God does in our lives, I think it, it leads to a kind of uh, works righteousness. It, it leads to believing that we, through our own good, can attain some kind of salvation or some kind of like proof of our good. Um, and I just think there's a lot of freedom in in not doing that and <laughs> not looking yeah, to completely undeserving. We are completely undeserving. <laughs> um, and, and we know that God has good works planned for us. Yeah. That's, that's straight Galatians. Like he planned good works for us from before the foundation of the world. Um, but he is the one who's going to bring those about and it's through right. his grace. Well, um, and when it comes to, so we broke that first covenant with him. And when it comes to the second covenant, there is nothing it's in a way it's like he's like okay you obviously can't get this right <laughs> let nope. me make a new covenant with you that's right um you like if you are mine mm -hmm. you can't get this wrong right right um because he is going to enable you right he is going to do that work in you yeah if he has made if you're regenerate and mm -hmm. he's made that covenant with you mm -hmm. you won't not be in that covenant <laughs> right right again you cannot resist <laughs> god who are you oh man right <laughs> again romans but just the book of romans just romans <laughs> just, yeah, just, great. just read romans um i think it's important to think through these things and to enter into our relationships relationships with other people with this in mind because i'm thinking about how impossible forgiveness would be if we didn't understand how corrupt we ourselves are like if you don't have an accurate picture of your own sin and how much, honestly, there are times that you just really stink at life and yeah. none of us perceives ourselves perfectly. And it's a good thing we have other people around us, hopefully that can lovingly. Usually the Reformed Baptists don't have a problem seeing themselves as wretched. sinners, <laughs> Right. But I think <laughs> even in that we can like miss the mark of yeah. like. Okay, so yes, I know, like, we are aware that we're not perfect, but then do we end up wearing, like, I'm wretched, like, on yeah. our foreheads as, like, a a badge of honor? Like, right. the goal isn't, 
okay, yes, realize that you're wretched. Mm-hmm. Realize that. And then realize that God has, because of his love and his grace, given you a new heart and he is working in you. Right. So you shouldn't look <laughs> completely wretched. You should right. look like someone who is looking more and more like Jesus because of the work that he's doing in you. Right. Um, but then when we're interacting with people, I think something we have to remember is it, and especially when it's time to like do the hard work of relationships, like forgiveness and accountability and, and being iron that sharpens iron. Um, just you, we have to remember that we, none of us are infallible. Right. Um, none of us are God. All of us are sinners and just because we think something, you know, our thinking, even our thinking is marred and, and the way that we travel through life is is broken. And we're and it's like if you if you don't see yourself that way, but you see other people that way, it's going to introduce a lot of problems. And I think the doctrine of total depravity is really a leveler to all peoples. Yeah. Like it really brings us all to the same plane. So, um, no matter where we come from in life or what we've got going on, um, if we can just remember that we were all born in sin, that we're all fallen creatures, that we all, um, especially all of us Christians who've been brought into the kingdom, that we all stand on level ground. Um, I just think that's going to be really helpful, especially when we're talking about things like things that are difficult, critical race theory, intersectionality, Um, when we're talking about why not to use the Enneagram or like whatever temptations are common to us, like we all are standing on this level ground that's before the throne Mm -hmm. and we need to like remember our place in that. Well, and this is the reason why the anthropology of man, who man is in relation to God is so important is because, um, without it or depending on your interpretation (laughs) of the anthropology of man, um, it's going to affect the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I had, and I don't, like, I don't know, I don't, I can't give you a direct explanation mm-hmm. as to why this happened because I grew up in my church my whole life. Um, right. So either I wasn't, like, being discipled well by Sunday school or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I don't have a specific memory of ever hearing Mm. that as a a person, a member of mankind, Mm -hmm. that I was sinful. And and in that way, you you completely miss Mm -hmm. the gospel. Right. Because the gospel, without this, the gospel is... Choose Jesus. Repent and believe. Okay. Repent of what? Yeah, it's like <laughs> of what? Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll be good. Right. But it's not. It's moralism. It's yeah. It's not. It's not really. It's not just be good right. and do what I say and then believe. Right. Like it's repent, meaning you were doing this thing. Don't mm-hmm. do that thing anymore. Right. So you have to be able to acknowledge that mm-hmm. there is a nature that you are being taken from. Right. Um, and and certainly in our conversations with people. I know a lot of people talk about many, many things on the internet, um, but just in our, so in our conversations with one another, in a gospel presentation to our family members or to a work friend or whatever, it's going to be very important 
that this is right. Yeah. And it may be the thing that your Christian friend has wrong. This may be where you need to start right. with the person right. that doesn't, that theology is off, that is leading them to believe in certain worldviews that do, that are inconsistent with the Bible. Right. Um, if you have friends that, uh, yeah, that, that would say like, oh, well, I would never get an abortion. Um, but, but like women should be able to have an abortion. That's their choice. Mm-hmm. Um, that claim to be Christians. Like, right. What a place to start <laughs> right. than right here. What do you believe? Because ultimately this is, right. this is the moment where you got it wrong. Right. Like, like if a person, like I would never kill a person, but if someone else wants to kill a person, like they should be able to kill a person. Right. And it's like, who is man? Who's man <laughs> made in the image of? Is right. he valuable? Is he worth anything? Right. Um, can he do wrong things <laughs> that he feels are right? Like, right. you know, um, it's just, it's, it's real. it's a vital, vital part of the gospel. Right. Um, the gospel is not the same without mm-hmm. the anthropology of man. Right. Um, and it, it could be, it could be the, the step that your That's friend missing. is getting wrong. Right. <laughs> um, that is leading them to believe Right. All kind of whatever they want. Because a lot of people just believe whatever they want about people. Right. Um, you know, like yep. just even for example, the idea that whatever you feel is okay. Right. Um, but if man is sinful, right, and he is actually geared and by nature will choose sin and unfaithfulness. Right. And then what man feels is not okay. <laughs> right. It's the ex- like. Right. It's not just like oh, you're kind of getting it wrong. It's like this is the step you took to right. lead you in the exact opposite, opposite direction. direction. Right. Like that's an important misstep. Right. Like we can. You need to get back on we that. We can go there, <laughs> and we can right. really clear a lot of things up. Right. Well, and I think this conversation is why I hate, I hate the conversation around toxic relationships. Okay. Toxic this, toxic that. And let me explain. Um, It's almost like we think we get to decide. Now, there is a way in which we all get to decide who we're going to be around. And there's a way in which we don't. And we can, you can be discerning about who you want to hang. Yeah. Right. But just because, like, it's like you, you label someone as toxic and then you're like, okay, I don't have to have anything to do with you anymore because I have determined that you are toxic. Well, you know what? We're all a little toxic. <laughs> like who among us? I mean, here's my question. How long can you have sustained relationships? What if you decide your husband is toxic? I mean, then, then what? Now I'm not saying that there's no one who is toxic. I'm not saying that there's never a time for boundaries because they are absolute. There's absolutely a time for boundaries. I'm not against boundaries. I'm not against healthy boundaries. I'm not against you being discerning. But the reality is, is like, um, it's kind of that idea of like, if you find the perfect church, leave it because you just ruined it. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. if you join it, you're going to ruin it. Yeah. Like we all need to bring that some humility into our relationships. And instead of just deciding that a person is toxic, well, I think the biggest thing is it's not even that that person is toxic. It, it The big indicator of a problem would be this person is toxic to me. Right. Because um, right. I think it's okay. Well, I think we should probably get away from the word toxic just because I just 
toxic masculinity, all that stuff. I just think it's sort of, it's like waiting for a misunderstanding. It's a, it's a, it's a label you get to put on something and then just completely disregard all of it. Right. So I can disregard this idea. I can disregard this person. I'll I can disregard all these toxic, but I think we've supported our argument. Plenty. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> there's some evidence there. But there's, I mean, there's plenty of reasons to not be friends with somebody anymore. If that's what you're talking about or sure. If someone consistently steals from you or, right. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, show me, show me one person on the face of the planet who's never going to cause you some kind of grief right if you if there's someone in your life who has never caused you an ounce or a moment of grief then you just haven't known them long you just haven't known them long enough like that's all there is to it like every everybody's a sinner and so like you can't just go into your relationships ready to label someone toxic the second they bring sin into it because the second you met this person they brought sin into it like just fyi you bring sin into your relationships. Yeah. We all if you bring find sin. The perfect friendship. Leave because <laughs> you're gonna you're ruin the it. <laughs> like that's what's gonna happen. Um, so I just think, and again, like trust me, I am all for boundaries. There are people that it's absolutely, I'm, I will absolutely say that you can, in a godly way, get from get away from certain people or relationships. And I'm not here to as- individually assess those for you. I'm just saying, like. Be really, really careful before you start labeling a person as toxic because we are all sinners. Yeah. Um, and don't use that as a way to just be like, oh, this person brought something unhealthy into my life, so I don't have to do anything with them anymore. Like right. you are your friendship list, your relationship list is going to get really, really short and it's going to stunt your ability to serve in the church. Because guess what? There's people in your church, including yourself, that really stink at life sometimes. Like that's just all there is to it. Yeah. Um, so just, I mean, get over yourself a little bit and just think about things differently would be my encouragement. Yeah. I didn't mean to get into that. No, I mean, it has to do with what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. We all great. Know what Summer's thinking about though. <laughs> just kidding. As usual, <laughs> speaking in public is it dangerous. It just relates to, it just relates to a lot. Yeah. Um, it relates to how, well, I mean, because the biggest part of our Christian, this Christian anthropology of man that we're talking about, a lot of it is like our, like who is man mm-hmm. compared to God? Mm-hmm. Um, and so even that, even just that part of it changes uh, so much of how we should relate to one another. It changes, mm-hmm. um, it changes how we should view ourselves mm-hmm. um, and it changes who we should be looking to mm-hmm. um, it in the areas where we are just, I mean, in every, everything, mm-hmm. but uh, especially who when is we your find hoping? ourselves acting like God, there right. is like, we experience the correction of like, Oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. That's not you. Right. <laughs> like, please don't mix up who <laughs> right. you are in this relationship. Don't get confused about um, that. And some people, uh, obviously Romans again talks about how people suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And so people would right. like to act as though their anthropology is not compared to God. Right. Um, but it is, mm-hmm. and that's important too. Yep. Um, and how, yeah, how you see yourself in every moment of your life, not just listening to this podcast right now is going to affect how right. you treat people, um, how you sin against God, if you repent, <laughs> right. Um, when you repent, <laughs> right. Um, 
that kind of thing. Yep. Um, and so it's good. It's yeah. It's just it's very foundational. Seems a little simple, but it really is the. Mm-hmm. If you if it's the wrong step you took, like you mm-hmm. can find yourself mm-hmm. totally off the right. the trail. <laughs> right. It just reminds me of you know you'll see that meme around that phrase around like you know be kind because everybody you meet is fighting a hard battle, and like that's kind of the like nicer pinteresty way yeah i mean it's a true sentiment yeah i mean but the it's it's kind of with the pretty picture and the sentiment it's missing the fact that yeah everyone you meet is dealing with so much grief because we're all sinners right like no matter what there's there's sin and there's difficulties and i don't i do actually believe that the christian life is a life of joy but that joy isn't, you know, because everything is sunshine and rainbows. Um, it's because uh, Christ gives us his peace. But all of that to say, like, when we are engaging, I think it is important to remember that all of us are dealing with our sin. We're dealing with the effects of sin. We're dealing with other people's sin. Um, and to just remember that we you don't know everything because you're not God. Yeah. That's... Well, I think in another, so if, we're, if we say that, like, a part of our anthropology is that, like, man can be redeemed, mm-hmm. like, man who is redeemed is also given this command, which is go and preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. So when we say, um, when we make that comparison between the Pinterest nice thing, like, you don't know what someone's going through, mm-hmm. um, so be nice, what we also know so we d- we're not we're not saying be nice like many cultural Christians would, which is don't ever say anything about the gospel. Don't bring up that like mm-hmm. man is sinful, so he's having a hard time. But just don't mention that man is sinful, <laughs> right? Because that's mean, <laughs> right? That's not what we mean. Because um, another part of the anthropology of the redeemed man is that we are to give the gospel. Right. And that is going to mean that at times mm-hmm. uh, you s- a loving thing may not be taken as a nice thing. Right. Um, but it should also, in, the, in just to relate it to the way that you were speaking about it, which is more relational, it should cause us to be humbled because that command that's given to us should be a constant reminder right. of us having been pre- gospel right pre-redemption right and how when you're speaking to someone who um you are giving the gospel to they such were some of you right basically that's right and so it should it should really affect the way you treat other believers and it Mm -hmm. should affect the way that you treat people that aren't um yeah just a small simple concept that right shapes everything everything that we do and if you and really you do it's I would venture to say it's at least in the top three things that people are getting wrong, either when they're giving people the gospel. Um, and actually, honestly, what it leads to is pe- not giving people the gospel. Right. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, if we're really looking at it. Yeah. Right. It's what's really let the denial of of man's anthropology is what's led to like mm-hmm. just be friends with people for 10 years and have them <laughs> over to a barbecue and right. eventually like your <laughs> Christian conduct will, <laughs> right. will win it's them over. It's not your works. 
Yeah. It's all of Christ. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I think that's a great word I want to end on. Okay. I think that's encouraging. You encouraged me. Um. So, okay. You guys, that's it for this week. You heard it here. You're a wretch. I'm just kidding. I hope that's not. <laughs> I hope that's not all you take from this. <laughs> Please don't just take that. Um. Anyway, I mean the best part of that is, well, it's pretty cool that you're made in the image of God. Yes. Um, but also man can be redeemed. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing and yeah. gracious. God's God so good to, for that. To do that because right. he could have just left it at man is sinful. Right. And then left us and there, been, and he, he would didn't. have been glorified in his justice till. Right. That's right. Till we all the humans were dead. Fifteen minutes later. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. I, I really that. do wonder sometimes how long we would have lasted. I. Oh man, I wouldn't put bets on like that. Like without common grace. Like... I would not put any bets on that. All right, you guys. <laughs> Feel free to leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. And we will see you next week. Yeah.